Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Trying some other things that are voyeuristic. Um, so it might be going to the sex club or a swingers club, but not participating. Right. So I think a lot of times when I, when I mention swingers club, people, are, people do that. They go, oh, my God, oh, what are you talking about? And I'm just like, but just go to experience it. Welcome to Honesty Box, where we find the answers to the questions you thought were off limits. Hi, hello, and welcome to the Honesty Box at The Balance Club with me, Alex Beard. We ask the questions that you want answers to. No judgment, no topic is off limits. If you'd like to submit your own question, you can do so anonymously at www.thebalance.club. Just click on the podcast option and a question box will pop down for you. Each week here on Honesty Box, we'll take one of your questions and pose it to an expert. We'll have a frank and open conversation about it. Sometimes it will be serious, sometimes funny, sometimes it might get a little bit sweary, but hopefully you'll come away with some helpful information. And I can guarantee that we'll be taking away some very interesting information from this week's guest. Honesty Box welcomes Marla Renee-Stewart to the podcast today. Marla is a professional sexologist and relationship coach, a speaker and an author. She is the owner of Velvet Lips, a sexuality education company. She teaches sociology and women's and gender studies at Clayton State University and is the co-founder of the Sex Down South Conference. Marla co-wrote her first book, The Ultimate Guide to Seduction and Foreplay, with Dr Jessica O'Reilly last year and is currently writing a chapter and co-editing an intersectional approach to sex therapy, which is coming out later this year. Welcome, Marla. Let's jump straight in. And the question we're pulling out of the bag this week is, I love my fiancé, but I find sex boring. Help. Yeah. So a lot of times, um, with <laughs> that happens to a lot of people. And sometimes I think, well, fiancé, I don't know how long they've been together, but it really sometimes depends on how long they've been together. Right. So if they've been together a long time, they've been doing the same thing, the same sexual routine over and over and over and over again. And that can get very much boring. Um, if you, you know, as much like sex is one of those things that you don't necessarily want to sacrifice or think that like someone, you know, uh, is that someone's not going to get better. People can always get better, right? There's lots of classes. There's things that you could do together. So um, if you love your fiance and the sex is boring, I always say, hey, always introduce something new, different, maybe a new toy. Um, I have an erotic uh, activity bucket list or like a sex bucket list, you know, like try to talk to your fiance about like, hey, 
I really want to like jazz up our sex life or I want to introduce something, right? Just saying like our sex life is boring is not going to get you anywhere. But if you say, hey, you know, I really love the way you kiss and I want to try um, this new kissing technique or I want you to kiss me all over my body like the next time we have foreplay or sex or I want to just make out with you just to make out. Um, trying different things I think can really help people to get out of that boringness or really um, just try to introduce something new. So, um, But you should definitely mention it before you get married. Because, <laughs> you know, you want to see if, you know, they are, I wouldn't say necessarily willing to change, but willing to improve on their sex life. Because sometimes people will change when you, when they want to change or if they know that something isn't right. But if they don't know, then they can't change it. Um, and that falls on both parties. So it's not just about, you know, your fiance being boring, but also you introducing something new and different into the bedroom. I imagine that situation can feel quite isolating. And also, you know, I bet it is also massively common. Is that something that you see a lot in the work that you do? People saying, we've just reached a point where it's just not exciting anymore. Yes, all the time. And so I always introduce a lot of things. Uh, a lot of, you know, like I said, the bucket list, um, going into alter egos, introducing things like kink or going to a sex club or, um, you know, hanging out with swingers or hanging out in other sexual communities. I think is a great way to see how other people are functioning in their relationships and uh, and sexually as well. So, um, so yeah, it is. It's very common to see that, but I, I think it can be easily um, solved by being curious about your partner and what your what your partner wants to do or likes to do and and introduce new things. And I always say, try things at least three times, you know, try things at least three times. If the third time you're really like, okay, then come back to it in 10 years. And then you might find it to be different because, you know, our bodies change, we evolve, there's, you know, we, we change all the time. So I think it's really, really important just to, to stay curious and, and see what your partner's likes, dislikes, and, and how things change over time. So for people who heard you say sex clubs and swingers and were like, whoa, 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 breaks on. Oh, my God, I'm recoiling into my shell. I'm way too vanilla for that. Um, you know, what are the kind of baby steps for people who are just kind of beginning to realize that perhaps their sex life's a bit stayed? What is like the kind of baby steps that you would suggest people do? You know, baby steps, you know, but. Before going into a strip club, I think sometimes watching pornography together that you both like, right? So finding a common pornography, you know, I'm a big fan of like nice, great feminist porn, um, something from a female point of view where um, it's it's not all just, you know, common things that we see on the majority of porn channels. Some really great feminist porn include... Uh, Erica Lust films I really enjoy. I really like uh, Royal Fetish, uh, triple, Royal Fetish Films, triplex.com. And I'm also a big fan of the Crash Pad series. Um, so I think a baby step would definitely be maybe to watch some porn together. Um, you could film yourselves. Um, that, I think that's a baby step too, just because 
um, just to see, you know, what you look like, um, uh, you know, having sex and see if that turns you on enough to, you know, until a year or whatever, however long. And then, you know, maybe you're faced with another curiosity. But um, yeah, I would say those those are some pretty good steps. So like filming yourself, watching uh, porn from like a female point of view and, um, you know, trying some other things that are voyeuristic. Um, so it might be going to the sex club or a swingers club, but not participating, right? So I think a lot of times when I, when I mention swingers club, people are, people do that. They go, oh my God, oh, what are you talking about? And I'm just like, but just go to experience it. You do not have to do anything you don't want to do. People are very respectful. Um, but if you want to watch and see something in, in real time and, and be curious about what other people are doing in the, in the public sphere. I think it's a great way to challenge yourself and to get over any kind of um, fear, shame, stigma that you might have had um, w within, you know, regarding your sexuality and see, you know, how that changes in you or not. In this sort of circumstance where it's someone who's in, you know, a, what seems to be a committed relationship with, with the hope of going forward to making it a marriage, is it famir familiarity? Is that what it is? The novelty has worn off. <laughs> yeah, well, I think sometimes we get used to how each other finds pleasure, right? So it's like, uh, I know this thing pleases you, so I'm going to keep doing this thing. Um, and then also on the person who um, is maybe the receiver, maybe not uh, engaging with the different types of ways that they can have orgasms too, right? If you're used to being like, I love orgasms this way, you need to do it this way, then that, that one way is always the one way, right? Whereas if you masturbate, you discover, hey, ooh, I can have an orgasm this way. Or if you're, you know, experimental with your partner, meaning like you want to try different positions or different places or, um, you know, different kinds of things, you can find, oh, I have an or I can have an orgasm this way or that way or this way or that way. And that way you're able to actually have choices um, with regards to your sex life and, 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 and move, you know, in whatever direction, knowing that. Oh, yeah. I think it's always fun to discover how you can have an orgasm differently. Is masturbation then a key to discovering new ways of orgasming if perhaps your, your sex life with your partner isn't initially that explorative? Yeah, definitely. Because then you can say like, hey, I want to have sex this way or I want to have sex that way or... Uh, let me put a pillow up under my butt or, you know, let's have sex against the wall. I think maybe that way I will be able to, you know, orgasm faster or slower or whatever. Um, I'm very, uh, I'm very orgasm focused. I love orgasms. So sometimes, you know, people are like, oh, you know, pleasure is great. And orgasms like the cherry on top or whatever. But I'm just like, I like orgasms. Other people like orgasms. I think we should all strive to have really great and amazing orgasms. So that's why I tend to focus on orgasms. But um, yeah, I, I think masturbation is definitely the key because then you can um, try different toys, different techniques, different positions, and then integrate those, um, you know, with your partner. In terms of masturbation and toys, maybe I'm just being... Um... I don't know, maybe it's the age that I am, but it feels like 
that whole world has changed hugely in the last five years in terms of female focused toys on the market there seems to be or maybe it's just advertising that I'm being offered up but it seems like that market has changed and opened up a whole lot more Absolutely. I would agree with you. Um, You know, doing this work for as long as I've been doing it. um, And, you know, I would, you know, there were back in the day, what, 20 plus years ago, you know, the choices that we had were bullets and rabbits. I think rabbits were the rage, you know, 20 years ago. And then like, you know, like you said, five years ago, we all of a sudden there's this explosion of like, oh, uh, suction vibrators or vibrators that are or toys that are made to feel like oral sex or whatever. And I think the um, uh, the increased interest on women's pleasure, um, I, I think, helps to, uh, I guess, broaden the market on masturbation toys and, and see how they can really pinpoint where um, women have had that quote unquote orgasm gap. Um, and try to, you know, close that gap to make sure that, hey, when women have orgasms, women are a lot happier. Um, and, you know, the world is a, a, a whole, a better, better place when women are being pleased. So how do people then integrate something that perhaps they use for, the, for themselves on their own into a relationship as a way of revving up their sex life? How would you advise people do that in a way that is comfortable for them and their partner? Well, I think the first step is really around the communication piece. So not doing it in the bedroom, right? So like not being like, let me pull out my vibrator while we're in the midst of foreplay or whatever, but being able to talk about that outside the bedroom. So like maybe at dinner or on the couch or however, you're taking a walk and say like, hey, you know, I really love this vibrator and like I want to integrate it into our sex life. I think it would be really hot. Maybe you using it on me or maybe masturbating in front of you while you watch, you know, like giving different ideas, I think is a great way to introduce it before you get in into the bedroom, quote unquote. But um, yeah, I, I, make sure you're talking about it ahead of time and not just putting it on someone because people need that mental preparation to, you know, am I ready for this? Am I not ready for this? You know, is it, uh, you know, what are the things that I need to do to, um, to, to be prepared to, to please my partner? What's the difference really between boredom in your, in your sex life and a lack of sex drive? Is there a difference and, and how can you tell which one you're suffering from? Oh, so it's so interesting. So, um, (laughs) I think, you know, when there's a reason why people, um, have, you know, uh, I guess a lack of sex drive or, um, when people are just not as interested, there's a lot of different factors that could play into that. Um, I love, um, Dr. Nagoski's, um, Uh, book come as you are when she talks about like um you know the accelerator and the brakes right and so there's these you know it's thinking about that and I, i when i'm in my practice i always think about what are the stressors in your life those stressors are the things that are keeping you from probably having pleasurable sex 
And so um, it's not necessarily maybe that you're bored. Well, I mean, it might be that you're bored, but sometimes, you know, people get into their own heads. They're like, oh, well, you know, what's for dinner? What are the kids doing? Or I'm worried someone's in the house or I mean, whatever the case may be. Um, someone might hear me like all those things are stressors. And so we don't, we need to eliminate the stressors in order for us to move forward into being curious and being present. And so, you know, I think combating that with erotic breath work, um, you know, longer foreplay, um, you know, doing exercises, um, you know, doing foreplay exercises that help to really, um, you know, establishing if it's boredom or if it's lack of sex drive. Um, I, I think those stressors are uh, an indicator of whether it's going to be good or not. But boredom, uh, you know, if you're, if your partner's not keeping your attention, I think it's also up to you to communicate that, right? Like, hey, I would like for you to try this or I would like for you to do that. Uh, making sure you're getting what you want and you're not just people pleasing and you're not just being complacent, I think is also another big deal. Um, and to, to, to not be bored um, in your sex life. So yeah, talking about it is the, the, the key to, to a lot of these things and, and making sure you're talking about it in a safe way um, that makes your partner feel like they're still wanted and not a burden in your you know sex life. So you think that the, the talking is key, so it's not something that you could sort of start doing just physically without the conversation beforehand sort of start subtly changing up what you're doing to make things different without having that conversation beforehand if people find talking about sex uncomfortable could you not do it in a more physical way rather than having the chat I think if you have the um, established like rapport with your partner I think you can um, you know, I think it's like consensual non-consent, you know, is a thing making sure that, Hey, do I have access to your body? And do you feel comfortable telling me no, that you don't like this thing? Cause like for some of us, like for, for me, you know, I'll do something and you know, I need you to be able to have the voice to say no. So, um, if that is not a part of your relationship or you feel like you can be persuaded or your partner can be persuaded or, um, you know, you are going along with it because you're not really, uh, confident in your nose. I think that is the, that's going to be the, the bigger issue. Um, but in, if you're both like, Hey, I'm down and you're like, I'm open and you know, I know that I can say no, then I'm like, go for it. I mean, there's definitely been times that I've done some things and I was surprised at myself and, you know, my partner was surprised at what I did too. And it was just like, hey, and everything was great and fun. And it's like, ooh, you remember that time or whatever. And that, those also can be really great reflections as far as emotionally to, to be connected to and, and, and uh, yeah, really um, revel in that. So, uh, so yeah, I, I, I definitely think it can be physical for sure. Um, just making sure you have that established consent-based piece and, and the voice is important. Of course. Now, another question that went into our honesty box, um, there was quite a lot of sex questions. And this one kind of like fits into this conversation, I guess, about doing something different, perhaps outside of what you would normally do in the bedroom with your partner. And this is someone asking about the truth behind anal sex. Now, this is perhaps something that isn't really spoken about 
massively when it comes to hetero relationships, certainly. Um, and it's a question that I'm tabling. And I know it's something that you talk about openly, you have workshops on. Um, so if that was something that a couple were perhaps thinking about exploring, where would you start them? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Well, education, <laughs> like you said, first and foremost. A lot of times people are like, anal sex, let me just do it. And it's bad. It's traumatic. It's like can do damage. You can, you know, do damage to your body. So, you know, it, anal sex doesn't have to be uh, dangerous. It actually can be really fun and really pleasurable when you're doing it the right way. So that means reading about it, taking a class, finding the right lubes for your body um, or for their body. Um, making sure you start slow, right? You're not just, you know, putting a big phallic object like, you know, this water bottle, you know, up your butt, but you, you're starting with like a finger and then two fingers and seeing what that feels like. Experimenting on yourself and trying it on yourself is huge. Like making sure you're comfortable. So I, I think, you know, the process of being slow with yourself, even, uh, masturbating with maybe, um, you know, something, a finger maybe in your anus or um, something like that can help. But really starting slow, just don't go for the big items um, or, you know, the penises right away. Start slow. Use tongues. Use lots of foreplay. Use booty massage. Use, you know, all these things to get us relaxed and aroused. Um, along with breath work is going to be huge when it comes to um, uh, anal sex exploration. But first, you've got to take those baby steps. And the baby steps are exploring yourself using, you know, fingers, smaller things at a time, um, getting the right lube and, and making sure you have a lot of lube to uh, uh, make sure it's easy and so that it can uh, so that you don't hurt yourself. And ultimately, it, this can be pleasurable for both parties, right? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. I think there's always pleasure in giving. And, you know, there's definitely pleasure in receiving. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I think it can be pleasurable for both parties. It's just a matter of being open and, and you know, and understanding like, hey, the hygiene practices too, educating yourself on hygiene practices 
What are the foods you need to eat or not eat? Um, what are the things you need to do to clean or, you know, clean yourself to make sure that you can eliminate some of those stressors? Because a lot of times people think about like, oh, fecal matter and what if I taste it, you know, or whatever. And so think not thinking, not having to think about those things because you've already done the research and the work is going to help you have more pleasurable anal sex. Okay, Marla, you're going to have to go back a step there because that's, that's like, so hang on, foods and hygiene. Are you able just to give us like a little, I know there's a lot more education around this, but are you able just to give us like a little potted, you know, do's and don'ts? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, do's, eat healthy. Um, making sure you're having really great bowel movements. So that means like, you know, your, your poop is coming out in nice chunks. Like the best way to figure that out is like when you wipe that you can, you wipe, you wipe clean. Like that is the best way to establish like, okay, I had some healthy eating where if you're wiping, 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 that is sort of like, okay, I need to clean up my eating habits. Um, and then there's also ways to clean yourself. So whether that's an enema, a douche, uh, your finger, you know, using those ways to clean yourself as well. Um, yeah. So it's it's really it's a real pre premeditated. This isn't as kind of like spare at the moment. Oh, let's give this a quick whirl. This has to be thought about a bit more. I believe so. I believe so. Um, yeah, I, I think if you're the type of person that's like, I always want to have my anus ready, then I think that's great too. Um, but um, but yeah, but I, I think you should always be, uh, I think it always should be premeditated for sure. And that, that's just to eliminate the stressors that a lot of people have around hygiene and uh, pleasure. And just, you touched on it right, right, right at the beginning. Role play, is that something that you still suggest people do? I mean, I know it, it feels a little bit um, kind of high street sex shop, maybe. Maybe it's got a bit of a bad name for it. But is that something that still you recommend p- people who come to your workshops try? Um, you know, it very much depends. You know, I had a, a client or clients, uh, a couple who were really into fan fiction and role playing was a way that they got over a lot of their shame and stigma around sexuality. So I think it can be helpful for, for a lot of people. Um, you know, I'm always a big fan of um, integrating your alter ego. So, you know, what does your alter ego do that you don't do? Then let's get to it because maybe your alter ego can access some of that sexual power, that sexual confidence that maybe you don't necessarily have or have embodied um, in the past. And so I think it's really important to embrace um, a, a different role or a different part of you um, to, to to access more pleasure. So, um, so yeah, I, I think those ways are still, you know, and there I think there's still something fun about role play. Um, you know, for those people who love to act or who love to be in a role, I think it can be really helpful. Um, to, and challenging to and arousing to to stay in that role and to um, to to act that out. So you know it's for it's fun for some people, not fun for all people. And I think you just have to. I have a friend who's like a really extensive role player, like writes scripts out. 
you know? And like, I mean, write scripts and it's like, here's your script, here's the background story, here's like, here's the thing. And then when we meet up, like, that is what we're gonna go by. And so these really in-depth role plays, and that's arousing for people. So I think, you know, you just have to figure out, maybe you're a real role play person, maybe you're not, but you know, at least try three times and then figure out if uh, if you can let it go or not. I really like your your uh, try three times rule, Marla. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody should try things three times because like the first time is always like, oh, was it? Did it? I don't know. You know, if you're not really sure. Second time, it might be the partner, it might be the place, it might be anything. And then the third time, if you've tried it and you're like, okay, you know what? You know, it's, it ha- it's not really doing anything for me sit it down, park it, and then, you know, come back to it 10 years later. You never know. Things change. Exactly. Marlo, thank you so much for joining us today. I, for one, have certainly learned a lot, and I'm sure our listeners have too. Marla can be found on Instagram at one Marla Stewart. That's Stewart with a W and the number one. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and I look forward to seeing you back here in a week for our next question from the Honesty Box. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 